Hey y'all, Ryan here. And before we get started, I have to tell you about a special limited time offer from Belay. At Belay, we know that time is money, and now through the end of August, we're doing something that will allow you to save on both. For the first time ever, we're offering $300 off your startup costs with the Belay Virtual Assistant. $300! All you have to do is book a call with our sales team by August 31st to qualify. There's no better time than now to accomplish more and juggle less. Head to belaysolutions.com to get started. It was a Harvard Business Review article mentioned something in the neighborhood of 80% of employees are feeling stressed because of poor communication. And that that number really kind of stuck with me, right? I mean, as a servant-hearted leader, this is the last thing that I want for my teams and those people I'm leading. You know, there's so many other things in a business that can cause stress. Being stressed because of communication is something that, that we as leaders really can address quickly and, and turn around. You know, we just, we have to be better here. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world. You're now one simple tip, practical tool, and small step away from growing your business. One Next Step is brought to you by Belay, the incredible 100% remote organization revolutionizing productivity with virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media managers. Accomplish more, juggle less. Modern staffing from Belay. And now to your hosts. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business so it stops running you. I'm LZ, and I'm joined as always by my friend, Ryan Fitzgerald. Hey, Ryan. Hey, LZ. How are you doing today? I'm amazing. That is awesome. I'm looking forward to the conversation today. I think it's going to be a great one. Yeah, me too. I mean, Matt Seaton, who's our vice president of operations, is world class. Um, and I think he's got so much to offer today around communication. What he's going to be sharing is some practical strategies you can use to minimize misunderstandings and start seeing more results that you're looking for. Speaking of misunderstandings, LZ. Let's talk about busyness, because despite what conversations might suggest as of late, there is no award for most busy. Busy has become an aspirational badge of honor, but busy rarely ever equals productive. And that's where Belay, the incredible organization revolutionizing productivity with subscription-based virtual assistant, bookkeeping, and social media strategist services can help. You can cut the busy and reclaim 15 hours every week when you delegate just five tasks. Accomplish more, juggle less. Modern Staffing from Belay. Now, let's get into it. Hey, hey, Matt. Welcome to One Next Step. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me today. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. It's always a great day when you join the podcast, so I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. Happy to be here. Happy to talk about communication today. Yeah, fantastic. You know, I was sitting here trying to think of what would be a really fun question to help our audience get to know you better. And, um, you know, I mean, I feel like I know you. We've worked together a little bit. And this was something I honestly could not answer myself. So the question for you today is, what is your favorite animal and why? Oh, well, that one's actually pretty easy. I'm surprised. No, don't we say dog. Don't don't say it's dog. It's totally a dog. It's absolutely <laughs> no. a dog. No, I knew that <laughs> answer. I wanted you to. <laughs> that that you know, your your faithful servant, your companion, I the one know. who you know is laying in your office snoring during a podcast. That those are <laughs> that that's my animal. That's my jam. I've got two labs, so. 
Um, yeah. They are they are very much so a part of our family. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely have been dog people. Yeah, no, I knew you were going to say that, but I was thinking maybe you were going to come out with like a cheetah or something like wild, like, I don't know, an antelope. No, I mean, those are all great animals. If those are your favorite <laughs> animals, love to hear the story about the why. For me and my family, we're dog people. Dog people. No, I, I think most of us would be dog people. Because then again, how can you relate to something that you really haven't lived with? And I think when you're a true dog person, you know, domesticated animals, I think it's hard not to say that because you build such a bond with them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just don't know that the giraffe would like, you know, how I sleep at night. Like, is that a thing? Yeah, are you going to let it sleep at the foot of the bed? Probably right. not. Yeah, probably yeah. not. Yeah, I feel like the elephant would be a little messy. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? That actually can take us right into communication because in order to figure out whether the animal would be right in your home or not, you'd have to communicate with it. Exactly. You and your significant other. Better be walking hand in hand. (laughs) You better have some very clear, transparent conversations about your animal of choice. (laughs) That's right. Well, okay. So that's a little bit of a stretch. But um, seriously, when it comes to communication, it's a super, super important topic for leaders. And I'd love just to hear your viewpoint on, on why. So taking out the animal, like why do you think it's so important for leaders to be good communicators? Oh my gosh. So, I mean, clear communication is really a two-way street. It's so important. You know, we, we were, we, we do a lot of uh, reading and research here at Belay. And I think there was a, an article a couple of years ago that kind of stuck out with me. And I think it was a Harvard Business Review article mentioned something in the neighborhood of 80% of employees are feeling stressed because of poor communication. Yeah. And, and that, that number really kind of stuck with me, right? I mean, as, wow. as a servant-hearted leader, this is the mm-hmm. last thing that I want for my teams and those people I'm leading. You know, there's so many other things in a business that can cause stress. Being stressed because of communication, something that, that we as leaders really can address quickly and, and turn around. You know, we just, we have to be better here. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things that, that I feel, you know, passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think it was a similar article that I read that talked about, uh, was it 66% of managers feel uncomfortable communicating with their employees? I'm like, what? Like, now that that kind of plays into your 80%, right? Yeah. Like, they're stressed because their leader actually doesn't want to do it. And uh, that was just shocking to me. So that's that's definitely a gap, right? I mean, when you think about kind of like the post-pandemic world, I mean, you really have to you really have to work on communication. You know, so many of us are now working remote. We can't just pop into an office. And if, you know, 66% of managers are feeling uncomfortable having kind of those those courageous transparent conversations, can definitely understand why 80% of the employees are stressed. Yeah, definitely. Well, what are the four necessities you think that we have to have in order to make sure that our teams understand what we're saying and ultimately that that can give us the results that we're looking for? Yeah, yeah. Well, these these four are hard to get right all the time. Uh, you really got to work on them, but I think they really kind of start with, you know, building a connection, right? You, you, you step into a new role, you step into a new team, you really have to build that connection with them so that you can really kind of follow up with being able to set clear expectations, you know, have the appropriate context around conversations and, 
And to, to your point, you know, as managers become comfortable with, you know, courageous conversations, having some of those more difficult ones, uh, you know, I think would really be kind of like the last necessity that, that we have to do better at. Yeah. And, and can you, you know, take a minute maybe and define what a connection means? Um, because, you know, I think that that's probably an area that a lot of leaders are also uncomfortable with is when it comes to connection. I think that, you know, especially in the generation of our parents or our grandparents, you went to work to work. You did not go to work to have a connection. And so a lot of us learned how to be leaders um, from the people that we watched were, who were typically our elders. And, yeah. and we're not sure what is the appropriate way to make a connection. So what would you say to that? Connection's hard, right? I mean, when you're when you're switching into a new and uh, stepping into a new seat, I think the thing that makes it most difficult is really as a leader the transparency and vulnerability that you have to kind of you know come to the table, palms up. Uh, you really have to you really have to work to build that connection, and and it's just as important as you know all the other aspects of the relationship, but. Um, you know, one of the great resources that that we provide our leaders here at Belay, and, and I just love his material, is Patrick Lencioni's book on on getting naked, called Getting Naked. It's just a great resource. I mean, the model that he lays out is that relationships are built on vulnerability, which means really as leaders, you know, we really have to drive connection while embracing the transparency and the uncomfortableness and a little bit of humility at times. Um, with our teams. I, I just love that resource. Yeah. Are there any tools that you would recommend? Because like you said, you know, post pandemic, there's a lot of teams that are working virtually, you know, that mm -hmm. they have teams who are in person hybrid models, right? They're in person and they work virtually. And so I would imagine that it's probably causing some leaders some stress when we say, hey, go make connection. And they're like, yeah. oh, I don't even know how to do that. And then you throw in that I've got teams kind of spread out everywhere. Um, from a technology perspective, are there really good tools for that? Or, or what have you what have we used at Belay or what have you seen? Yeah, I think technology is part of it, but you know, part of it is just is really the leader has to really embrace it and understand that you just have to get out front and lead with transparency and vulnerability. You know, you mentioned some of the things that belay. You know, here we in our culture have a great way to build connection. You know, on Fridays yeah. we share you know transparently our highs and lows with our teams, and I think mm -hmm. that's successful because folks like yourself and me and other leaders just really kind of drive that as the culture in our organization. It's a great way to celebrate success, but also to, you know, really remind everybody that 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 we are all just human and we're all dealing with something. You mm -hmm. know, in my team, I really do try to be an open book, share not only what's on my plate on the business, but what, you know, kind of what what is also on my heart. And I think one of the things that we do within my team to really kind of help build a, you know, a very strong connected team is the way that we open our team meetings. You know, we, we just, we introduce our team meetings with a fun fact, something to kind of prompt smiles, build a connection, just just kind of an icebreaker um, because we don't have that water cooler time and that, you know, that time in passing in the hallways and the break room. And so, you know, that's kind of one of the things that we like to do that's a little bit of fun and helps build a little bit of camaraderie in the team. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like we use a lot of memes and uh, <laughs> and gifs uh, to communicate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of getting a smile on people's faces and and just the occasional like, "Hey, how are you doing today?" 
Like what's up with you or to your point, when we share our highs and lows and somebody has something that's big in their life, whether it's a big celebration, a big change, uh, you know, sad or happy that we can reach out to them and say, hey, you know, congratulations, or I've been through something similar and I know how that feels. Yeah, and another big thing kind of just in our DNA and our culture is is our value of gratitude. As a leader, I mean, it's we we are definitely, you know, drivers here. We you you have to be humble. You have to be on the lookout for, you know, how to just build that connectivity, how to use those words of affirmation to really kind mm-hmm. of connect with 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 the folks that you're leading. And I, I think that's, you know, it, it's a value. It's it's probably one of our um, you know, it's one of the values that I really try to strive and find ways to express because I think it just does build some of that connectivity. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, How about establishing clear expectations? What are some things that we could do to do that? Uh, You have to do that from day one, right? I mean, that's your team members have to know what's important to you. You know, if it's something like their productivity, you know, on day one, did you give them a, a clear job description? Do you have, you know, clear, concrete, measurable um, KPIs and metrics, mm-hmm. you know, is it, is it how they show up at work? Is it their availability? Make sure that you let them know when, when they should be online, kind of what, you know, especially in, in, in this kind of, you know, hybrid post pandemic work mode, uh, you know, really kind of set the ground yeah. rules for when, when you as a leader expect their availability in a business. And that's again, another two way street of connection. You're sharing that same thing from your side. You know, and it, it could be simple. It, you know, there's simple tools. You know, mm-hmm. we, we take for granted an out-of-office message, right? right? In your email, set an out-of-office message if, if, yeah. if you're not there. Uh, you know, you also have to think of some of the other communication tools that we have as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we were just talking about it very recently. Set your notifications in Slack and team. Just really, you know, over-communicate availability. So that kind of helps just, you know, that's, that's the expectation of my team is really kind of over-communicate that. Yeah. Another great example, like when we talk about clear expectations here at Belay, is we we believe it's it's a principle of ours that you have your cameras on in meetings. Right. The way that we set that expectation is on day one. You know, when we when we are pulling people into our organization, we let them know that we think face to face interactions, albeit virtual, are core to our DNA. They're they're what drive our culture. They're they're what drive our connection. Yeah. Um, and it's just one of those areas where we have to, you know, inspect what we expect. Right. Yeah, I think it's remembering that people are coming from a different environment than you probably came from and that they're not mind readers. And that goes both way for a leader and a team member is they're not going to have any idea what you're expecting of them unless you actually verbalize it. Right. And they could be personal expectations like that that are key to you as a leader, like hey, I really appreciate it when you respond, thank you, I've got this in an email. And then they could be things that as an organization, to your point, keeping your camera on is important. And so it's just remembering that you have to over-communicate and really share as much as you can about what's expected because I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. I don't think anybody shows up to work to do a bad job. Right, right. I, I think they actually show up to do a good job. You just haven't given them the tools in order to exceed. And, um, yeah. and that's sometimes hard to swallow as a leader to know that you have to point the finger back at you first. 
Yes, yes, yes. It's funny, you know, it's, you talk about, you know, really kind of leading with like positive intent. I was, I was thinking yeah. of something just how really it's just that, that assuming in good faith that they're here, you know, to do the right thing and, and that, mm-hmm. that they really do want to succeed. I think it was, you know, it's just interesting when you, when you as a leader, if you're dealing with somebody, you know, that, that mindset of positive intent comes into play mm-hmm. when somebody makes a mistake. Let's say somebody doesn't mm-hmm. deliver kind of upon the expectations that you set. A positive intent mindset would come to that as, is, you know, what, what surrounding circumstances were impacting, you know, where they didn't meet the expectations. Um, you right. think about it, right? If you look at yourself when you make a mistake, we very rarely go, oh, what did I do wrong? Right. Probably nine times out of 10, we go, well, what circumstances drove something not working yes. the way we wanted it to work? And I think that's important um, when you're leading people to come that same mindset. It's not, not initially what did they do to fail or they're out to, to, mm-hmm. to get us here? It's what circumstances led to really the less desirable result. Exactly. And then if you've checked all the boxes and you know you've given clear expectations, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, completely. <laughs> well, all right. So we've talked about connection, how important that is. We've talked about clear expectations. I want to jump to uh, context. Yeah. And I feel like that is also important when you're giving the expectations is to provide context. So talk to me a little bit about the context aspect of this. Yeah. So, I mean, let's talk about setting clear expectations. I think when you're doing that, the communication method or the channel in which you use, it's probably not best to do it over a text message. Right. When you're driving towards clear expectations in your business, it's probably best to make sure that the channel in which you communicate are verbal, ideally face-to-face, let somebody know what you're looking for, follow it up with documentation, um, not doc, you know, documentation in the sense of here is your job description. This is, these are the, the key things, um, for your role. Um, you just wouldn't want that, the, the content or the importance of something to you to get lost in the fact that it was sent in a text message, which may be received by somebody as, as informal or less important. Yeah. And I think, you know, that it's realizing that we are giving our team members a lot of information and a lot of channels. And when you put it in the context of the importance of it, we were talking about this here at Belay. So we're trying to streamline our communication. We have, um, you know, a project management tool. We have an instant messaging tool. We have email. Of course, we've got video conferencing tool. And we really, as a leadership team, had to say, what is the best tool for that to happen? And what type of messaging should we use in those? And I, I think that that's good, again, going back to what you said, clear expectations to kind of set that all up front. Because you can't get upset if your team member reached out to you in instant message and you missed it because you thought it was supposed to come an email and they messed up because you never answered their question. Yeah. Great yeah. example of that. Mm-hmm. Well, the last point you talked about was courage. Where does courage show up in all this? Uh, so communicating with courage, right? It, I, you know, I, it's, it's funny. I think that all four of these are so closely tied together. You could probably yeah. build a map and they all relate to each other. And as you circle through, you know, courage, you're, you're coming right back to connection. And, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, courageous conversations, you know, we sometimes refer to them as the kind truth while they're difficult and, and, you know, some people are gifted and they're very easy 
for them to have. They're actually, in my opinion, much easier when you've established that connection, like we talked about first, when you have a foundation of clear expectations and, and have provided the context behind the why. Really, it's just clearly identifying all three of the prior, you know, kind of topics that we talked about yeah. and, and just not shying away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Courage is uh, is an important part of leadership that I think gets looked over all too yeah. often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not easy. It's hard. It's sticky. But when you do, you know, when you do the things like, like we talked about, build connection, clear expectations, set the context, yeah. um, it, it feels much more natural. Yeah. Well, I go back to the quote that we started uh, talking about at first, that if 66% of leaders don't have the courage yes. to communicate. Oh my yes. gosh. Like, <laughs> you know, how did they get in their positions? Because I feel like at some point there had to be a little bit of courage <laughs> in the yeah. roadmap yeah, to absolutely. becoming a leader. But that that's just shocking to me. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I love this quote by Theodore Roosevelt that says, uh, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And I feel oh, like that's, that's yeah, and that deep, isn't that deep? Yeah. And I think that's all about what building a connection feels like. Using those four methods that you mentioned is helping to let people know how much you care about them. It's mm-hmm. uh, telling the kind truth. It's being on their side. It's believing the best in people. And ultimately, that builds a fantastic environment and culture where it's not just about keeping your team members, but attracting new ones too, because they become raving fans of your organization, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, as a leader, you know, if I could just share with the audience, you know, don't overlook the power of just asking your team, how's it going? How can I help you? You know, just kind of that unsolicited, impromptu, conversation that's saying, I care. Do you need anything from me? How can I help you? Um, how's, how's it going? I think is very powerful in building that connection. Yeah, I love that. Well, hey guys, Matt has agreed to stick around for one more question uh, because we want to provide you with some amazing bonus content, right? Everybody loves a good bonus. And so we've got it for you here today. You definitely don't want to miss it. We're going to talk about the resources that leaders can use to improve their communication skills. You definitely don't want to miss it. But in order to hear that clip, you must subscribe to our email list and we'll send you a link to our bonus content. Or you can always visit onenextsteppodcast.com where you can find a link in our show notes. What a great conversation with Matt LZ. What was your biggest takeaway? Well, thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that. And yes, I love any opportunity to sit down with members of our lead team. I especially appreciated what Matt had to say about leading with a positive intent when you're communicating with your team. What fantastic advice. Now, we have a one next step for our listeners to take today. We have a free download of our brand new ebook, Lead Anyone from Anywhere. Head on over to the show notes to access it now. Well, thank you so much for tuning in for this week's One Next Step. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. And if you're ready to start accomplishing more and juggling less, go to belaysolutions.com. Join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you advance your business one step at a time. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com. 
Join us next week for a conversation with our friend, Jeff Henderson. Inspirational leader and author of the new book, What to Do Next, Jeff will share his framework for figuring out the next best step you should take, and he'll explain how we can effectively navigate change in our professional and personal lives. Your next step is probably going to come through your skill set. You're not going to see me post on Instagram that I have launched a musical career in this new season because it's not part of my background. I'm not saying you can't do that, but if I'm now in in my late 50s going to take up guitar lessons, it's going to be quite a while for me to launch my new music on Spotify. (laughs) But I am going to be a speaker. I am going to be a writer and I am going to be a communication and leadership coach because that's part of my background.